0: Thank you. Did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass.
1: Hey everybody, welcome to the True Crime Squad. I'm Christy Brower, here with my sister, co-host, and partner in crime, Katie Weaver, and my cat, (laughs) Mimi. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hello. How's it going?
0: Uh, It's going fine. Just... We are just real cozy it's cold and rainy and crappy outside and we have just been mostly hanging out and doing true crime all day actually yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes we have because it's cuddling dogs, you
1: know. mm-hmm. good thing we went to yellowstone park last weekend because that was our mm-hmm. last chance
0: for sure for sure yep it is done mm-hmm. but it's kind of a weird like we have a bunch of stuff to cover
1: it's not like a lot of big stuff. It's kind of a weird. Week. Yeah. Like there's some things happening, but not mm-hmm. maybe huge things. Although, everybody's favorite inmate from the Pocatello Women's Prison, yeah. Laura Balladeville, has had her extradition agreement signed by Governor Little.
0: Yes. He
1: signed it yesterday. Mm hmm. Um, And so uh, she faces two conspiracy to commit murder charges for the death of her fourth husband, Charles Vallow, and the attempt on the life of her former nephew-in-law, Branda Boudreaux. Uh So we know she's in the women's prison here. Uh, here's what the agreement says it is hereby agreed by the undersigned the governor of the state of Idaho and the governor of the state of Arizona that Lori Vallow will be extradited Vallow because her last name is not Daybell right? really? it will be extradited pursuant to this agreement from the state of Idaho to uh, the state of Arizona for trial the state yep. of Arizona may obtain custody of the said fugitive uh, fugitive, <laughs> and he said, fugitive may be transferred back and forth between the state of Arizona and the state of of Idaho. Mm-hmm. Arizona will pay to transport Daybell with no further formal extradition proceedings. So that has now been granted. Mm-hmm. We don't know when that move will happen. The Department of Corrections does not tell us, does not release that. No. Although if we're signed up on Vine with her, we will know when. Mm-hmm. when so we'll be able to tell you when she's transported. She was still in custody today. I, I think we might be a little ways from that extradition. It doesn't necessarily mean they're going to move her immediately. Yeah. But now permission has been granted. Um, And that's just great news. Things are continuing to move forward in her cases. And, you know, Lori, we just hope you have the day that you deserve.
0: Absolutely. I hope she is scared shitless right now right she has to know that jail in arizona is not going to be as soft as it was in idaho like she has to know that this is things are going to get real rough
1: yeah it's going to be very much tougher for her there i think Mm -hmm. um yeah Yeah. and now that she is a convicted triple murderer it's not as though there's any question she is no longer Mm -hmm. the defendant she's yeah and 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 interestingly they refer to her as the fugitive in the extradition papers which I think is funny um so yeah I'm sure Uh we'll be seeing some movement I honestly would be surprised if they move her before the end of the year because we're Uh coming up on the holidays and that's when court has a tendency to wind down some but I've been wrong before. Why are they not using the name Daybell? Because Daybell is not her legal last name. She did marry Chad, but she did not actually ever change her last name. Like on her, um, on her social security card, her driver's license, that kind of stuff. It's still Vallow. And Idaho courts have been referring to her as Vallow all along, even though she has requested to be called Mrs. Daybell. Legally, Mm -hmm. she is not Lori Daybell. She is Lori Vallow. Yeah. You know. Much to the uh... prison or jail in Arizona. Um, We don't. We don't know. Probably it's possible some of both, depending on how long she's there. If they move her while they're prepping for Mm -hmm. her trials, she'll probably be in prison and then move to a jail during her trials. But
0: possibly. Yeah. It'll be all about logistics and because she is now a convicted triple murderer that I'm sure carries Mm -hmm. some weight in where they choose to house her. Well, yeah. Security. Yeah. For sure. Yes. Yeah. She is a trash bag for sure. Yes.
1: She yeah. is. But hey, Arizona is going to get, as we all like to say, their crack at the
0: apple. Yes, yes, they
1: are. <laughs> I will
0: never recover. No. Now, we do have, we have, I have some show and tell.
1: Oh, well, let's
0: see it. Because we do, I am plugging away at getting some merch ready. Yes. And in fact, uh, the cups came today that I wanted for uh, tumblers and coffee mugs. So they'll be done here in the next couple of days. But I put a link in the chat room for our Etsy store. And if you're not in the chat room, it's Joyful Goddess Designs on Etsy. But we finally, we got hoodies up. So this is what... Yeah. You can either order one that is, uh, poor Scott, I made him model this, uh, <laughs> so I can take pictures. Uh, so you can either have a, that this design is uh, the right breast pocket. Another look at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or this, right? Or this design is on the back of a hoodie. So you can order it either way uh some of you have asked if you can do a zip up rather than a pullover you can just put it in your notes to make sure that i know that that's what you want and that's not a problem at all but yes we finally have hoodies that's so You're bobbing out. You're yeah finally- we've got a lot of color choices and a lot of size choices so you should be able to get what you need but if you need something other than what we have just message me i mean i'm sure we can work it out we're we're not that hardcore And big props to Scott because he designed uh, both of these logos and did all the digitizing and all of the embroidering. So, good on him. Yeah, big props. Yes. Very cool. Biggest. Yeah. So, next week, well, keep an eye on Facebook because here in the next couple of days I'm hoping to get the mugs and the tumblers out and then next week the t-shirts will launch. So, that's uh, yeah, that's where it's at. We figured before Christmas comes we better get this stuff done. Because I know right. some of you guys are going to go straight to your wish list and go, all right, husband or partner or children or self. This is what I want.
1: Yes, exactly. And we are ready. Yes. This is our permanent logo. This is our permanent everything. Mm-hmm. You know, it only took us like four and a half years to figure that out. But whatever. <laughs> we do what we do, right?
0: <laughs> we do what we do. Just to, The time frame is sometimes dicey. But, you know, here we are. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, somebody asked if we had an update on the Melanie boudreaux
1: Pulowski hearing over the bank thing, the, you know, the,
0: oh yeah.
1: Uh, we don't, there's nothing. I can't find anything online about it. So we'll see eventually, hopefully that will hit a news cycle so that we can see Mm -hmm. what the heck is going on with her because we would really like to see her go to, you know, Sha prison Mm -hmm. as well. Go to and jail and then to hell? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go to jail and yes. Thank you, EIC. Yes. Yes. Uh Katie, ooh, some ugh, sort of terrifying updates in the um uh, Alicia Navarro case. You want to talk to us about mm. that?
0: Oh, you guys. I yeah. remember Alicia Navarro is the girl that had gone missing from uh, Arizona, from Glendale. And then earlier this year, walked into a Haver, Montana police department or, you know, police uh, department and said, I would like to be taken off the missing persons list. I'm over 18 now and I'm not missing. And this was news to her poor mother because she's been missing since she was 14 years old. Yeah. Uh, She does have some uh, disabilities and she did kind of run away, but she was 14. So she didn't get to run away, you know, but she had left a note basically saying, I'm really sorry, mom. And I promise I'll be back. And they have never seen her again. Yeah. So of course, uh, that wasn't enough for the police to be like, oh, okay, well, great. Have a nice life because where the hell has she been all these years and who has she been right. with? And has kept
1: this kid alive mm-hmm. all this time.
0: And how did she get to Haver, Montana? Haver, Montana mm-hmm. is at the very top of Montana, almost into Canada. Yeah. Haver, Montana is one of the coldest places on earth. And yeah. you don't just go there and you certainly don't live homeless <laughs> there or without you no. know, proper uh, accommodations there in any way.
1: no, I it's such a like that that is a place where someone goes to hide. You don't yeah. go there to visit,
0: no. Micah was recruited to play football there in college, and or when he was choosing a college, and when he when he studied up on their weather, he went no, no. Mm-mm. I cannot Mm-mm. imagine trying to
1: play football up there.
0: Oh. He's like, I've played football in enough snow in Idaho. I am not going to have her Montana where they oh no, it's not happening. but anyway they get
1: like 40 below on a very regular occurrence in the wintertime
0: it's a really hardcore place yeah yeah Yeah. so what they discovered is that she was living with this guy here oh boy Mm -hmm. and so who is this guy well this is edmund davis so edmund davis is who uh, she was living with. And Edmund Davis has just had two counts of sexual abuse of children. Now, be really careful with this because we don't know that this is about Alicia. It very well may not be.
1: It could be someone else.
0: It could be someone else. Here's what happened according to the uh, arrest affidavit. 14-year-old Alicia Navarro went missing on September 15th, 2019, uh, between approximately two o'clock and six o'clock pm. Alicia is a high school functioning aut- or a high functioning autistic child who was enrolled in school in Phoenix, Arizona, but resided in Glendale, Arizona. Multiple agencies joined the investigation, but no leads were able to come to fruition on the whereabouts of Alicia. On Sunday, July 23, 2023, a female came into the Haver Police Department and stated that she is Alicia Navarro and wished to be taken off the missing persons list. The officers at the Haver Police Department contacted the Glendale Police Department to verify the status of the missing person and informed the local FBI office who responded to Lend Resources. Alicia would go on to properly identify herself by providing information that only she would know, as well as having the same physical characteristics that Alicia Navarro was known to have, such as birthmarks on 7/26/2023 so this is just 3 days later a search warrant was executed on an apartment in which Alicia Navarro and Edmund Davis were residing in Edmund had been seen in the presence of Alicia before she went to the Haver PD and was later identified as, as Alicia's boyfriend upon making contact at the door Alicia stated that no one was pre- Alicia it's Alicia isn't it Alicia yeah. stated no one was present at the apartment but her though officers observed Edmund in the kitchen behind her. Edmund was seen, by the cops, this genius, throwing a cell phone into the trash and placing items on top of the phone.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's not sus at all.
0: Yeah, this is genius level shit. Officers finished executing the warrant, seizing three cell phones, including the one from the trash can in the kitchen, one HP laptop, and one Xbox. These items were transported back to the Glendale Police Department. It should be noted that Glendale PD learned more information concerning Alicia's appearance disappearance in 2019 during the execution of the residence warrant in Haver, and in follow-up interviews with people involved uh, with the involved parties. This led them to believe that further information could be gathered about how Alicia came to be living in Haver. So warrants were obtained to for all of the electronics. And what they discovered on that phone that he was cramming in the trash can was a bunch of CSAM. Mm. Uh, There were 80 images and some of them were of children under 12. Some of them were of children under 5.
1: God almighty.
0: So the charges themselves, at least right now, are for those. Is he ever going to face charges for Alicia? We don't know. Is he the reason she's there we don't know there's still a lot to come here so but montana man so the first charge is sexual abuse of children because the victim was 12 years old or younger and the offender was 18 years old or or older obviously this offense uh, is punishable by the provisions of montana code By a term of imprisonment of not less than one hundred years.
1: So please give him that. They never will. But the
0: first twenty-five shall not be suspended or deferred, and the defendant shall be ineligible for parole consideration for the first twenty-five years. Uh, Both Mm. counts carry the same, uh, the same weight. But anyway, wow, Montana. Now. Yes, do it. I
1: hope he'll get that. But I mean, can you imagine what brought Alicia to have her and this idiot, mm-hmm. and how vulnerable she was and still is? Yeah, and is involved with this person.
0: I absolutely. That is horrific. Yep. yep. Ugh. So I think this is good. It's, I mean, it's a good first step towards hopefully some charges for Alicia, though. Obviously, she's probably not going to testify against him. She was all in, sadly. Um, But hopefully now she's able to start getting some clarity. And, well, at any rate, I, I really, really hope that she's okay and that she's going to be okay. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Oh. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. She's been through a lot.
1: She has. And I can only imagine what brought her to this person and this place. Right. Yeah.
0: Yes, Victoria, to the top of the FOS list. Absolutely, Most definitely. Yeah.
1: What trash?
0: Yep. Oof. Yep.
1: Well, speaking of trash, Brian Koberger will be in court tomorrow. This should be pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. So this is the hearing for, um, well, I guess it's two hearings, where they're asking his, um, his defense team is asking to dismiss the indictments against him or send his case back to a preliminary hearing. So they are trying to challenge the um, grand jury. The thing is, this is all sealed. So we don't know, we know what the challenges are, but we don't know why. What we also know is that they've challenged everything. They've challenged all the evidence. They're challenging the way everything has been done. It does not mean that anything was done improperly. This uh-huh. is just their way. It's their way of testing whether or not they have a case to go to trial, or if they need to plead him out to avoid uh-huh. the death penalty. I mean, I really think that's what's happening here. Um, yeah. So it, th- this is all just a theory that um, so they're talking, so what they're alleging is grand jury bias inadmissible evidence, insufficient evidence and prosecutorial misconduct. Mm-hmm. Now, we don't know what their proof of any of those things are, if they even have proof. And of course, this yeah. hearing um, is closed to the public and media. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's gross. So they're asking basically dismiss the indictment altogether or <laughs> send it back sure, and, and make him have a preliminary hearing instead of. The uh, grand jury.
0: Uh-huh.
1: I- I'm just going to say it now. I don't think that they're going to get their way at all.
0: They won't get they're, any of it.
1: No. They say a lot of stuff. It doesn't uh-huh. make it true. This is what um, this is what defense attorneys do. They're attacking. You know, they're trying to find holes in the case uh-huh. that they can go after, and they have not found any yet. They've really had no luck with this, and this is their last big hail Mary. They've been planning this before they even got the grand jury uh, records like they were going to challenge the grand jury before they even saw how it was convened, what evidence was presented, who testified, any of that stuff. They were already saying that it's a bad grand jury. They've never even seen any of the documentation when they said that. So Mm -hmm. I am not worried about this. Honestly, I think this is just par for the course defense attorney shenanigans and the stuff will get denied. And then they'll start talking about when the trial is gonna be. Uh-huh. And this may be the time in which they really start talking about if there's gonna be a plea. Because uh-huh. his yeah. his attorneys have gotta have it in the back of their heads that this is a death penalty times four case. And you know if they don't have anything substantial to use, I mean, remember the whole thing about the alibi and the alibi was that he was just driving around at night. Uh-huh. Yeah. Dumbass, we know you were. You drove around to Moscow and you stabbed four people and then you drove around for a while and then you went home.
0: Yeah. Like
1: it was nothing. There were no, there's no, um, there's no witnesses, nothing to prove that he did anything other than what we all know he did. So yeah. Um, I'm not too worried about it. I think that this is going to go the way that most people expect, which is that the judge is going to stand behind the grand jury and say that the indictment stands. Yeah. Oh, That's for sure. That's my prediction. Yeah. I did see that, Kaylin, that there was just a, a mass shooting happening in Lewiston, Maine, like right before we went on the show.
0: Mm-hmm. Apparently yeah. at, at two different locations, 16 casualties so far, and they it's a white male
1: community to lock down.
0: Yeah, businesses included. It was two businesses where it happened, so yeah. far as far as I knew. Yeah, a white male with an assault rifle, and he's still at large. Yeah. so scary. Very, very scary. Sixteen casualties. Yeah, that's terrifying. Christy, I realized that we forgot something on our list that was really important. What? Uh, Richard Allen. Oh. Case. Yes, we did. Please. Uh, last Thursday, there was court, well, there was supposed to be court, yeah. and before court, Richard Allen's attorneys had met with uh, the judge. We talked about this some last week, that there had been some leaking of documents and, and that uh, you know his attorneys were going to have to answer for that. Well, before the uh, hearing even started, uh, Richard Allen's attorneys have removed themselves from his case. So the uh the hearing did not happen because no there's no attorneys. Um that's terrifying. It is I, it's it is terrifying.
1: This whole situation is things are not going well at all no. in this case. You know the 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 scuttlebutt is it's because they released those autopsy photos and they got a huge smackdown by the judge and they quit we don't know that that's what happened but that's what a lot of people think happened
0: yeah 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 oh interesting kaylin said bob moda drove four hours to go to that hearing in person and sat right behind his wife and bob said his wife was really upset crying the whole time all that because he's still in that max security prison If
1: Richard Allen lives
0: long enough to get to trial, I think it'll be surprising.
1: uh, Yeah. I'm saying it right now. This is not okay. Mm -hmm. Right. The crime scene photos were sent to people after they were released to the defense. However, the prosecution did have those, uh, those photos beforehand. And so maybe the defense did it maybe it was a setup by the prosecution we don't actually know but obviously something went down and those attorneys felt like the thing they had to do was leave
0: yeah oh i'm not liking the judge on delphi at all no me either she just chilling every once in a while she peeks her head up and does one small thing but these guys had something like 18 briefs filed that she had never even addressed i mean she's just not doing anything
1: no no it's just like
0: just uh, yeah all the while that the shit. yeah defendant is in a supermax prison wasting away crazy an, as a June an bug unconvicted
1: now. person in a supermax prison
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is co- totally illegal
0: mm-hmm.
1: it yeah it is it I agree Amber it is so sketchy none of this none of this smells right none of it
0: no no this
1: is a mess Yep. yeah it is Uh, Katie, we have a little bit of an update in the uh, Brooks Hauk case, the Crystal Rogers (laughs) murder.
0: These people. Mm, Yeah. They don't like the judgey. They don't like the judge because he doesn't like Brooks Hauk. Oh, now listen. (laughs) I I laughed aloud when I read this. And... (laughs) Here's why, one of the reasons they don't like him. They're saying that he has bias against Brooks House. Brooks Houck. Um, Due to the fact that Brooks is an enormous piece of shit. Okay, right. the brief didn't say that. I added that part. Uh, it's implied. It's implied. Yes. So, here's what happened. Part of it. The affidavit says that the bias shown started years before he was criminally charged. Pointing to some commentary that he made, the judge made, from a 2017 custody case involving a different girlfriend of Brooks, a girl named Crystal Maupin. So the judge wasn't a party involved in the custody dispute, but he did provide some commentary. And here's what he said. Judge Sims wrote, this court is simply astonished that Crystal would want a relationship with a man who is the prime suspect in the disappearance and presumed death of his previous girlfriend.
1: Yes, your honor. Correct, correct.
0: <laughs> this <laughs> also, court is simply a star. Lady, your name is yes.
1: Crystal, and the yeah. other Crystal his, is gone and presumed dead. What mm-hmm. the hell are you doing? Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. They also said that the grossly excessive $10 million bond set in this case further bolsters the obvious concerns about his inability to be impartial and demonstrate continuing bias against Mr. Hawk. Go fuck yourselves, first of mm-hmm. all. <laughs> I mean, right? I Directly. Mean, on. Yes. So, they have gone over his head trying to get the bond reduced. Uh, but, we'll see. So... That's going to the Kentucky Court of Appeals to see if they can get that bond decision overruled. But basically, they don't want this judge because they know that this judge knows that uh, he is one terrible human.
1: Right. But right, Caitlin, he has access to a lot of resources, so mm -hmm. his bond does need to be high. mm -hmm. It's well known that his family is very wealthy.
0: Mm -hmm. Yep. Absolutely. So... Her rash up, yeah.
1: Well, I wanted to cover a missing persons case of a 13 year old girl that has been missing out of San Antonio, Texas, since October 22nd. Her name is Ava Eliana Farah. I'm going to show you a picture of her. Um, as you can imagine, everyone in her life is terrified and worried about her, yeah. So let me tell you a little bit about the situation. She was seen on Sunday, October 22nd at about 11 p.m. Um, She was either in the Alamo Ranch or Ingram Mall area. She was last seen wearing a black shirt and ripped jeans. She's five foot six and weighs 140 pounds. She has brown eyes and brown hair, and she has braces on her top teeth. And that is literally all we know. Mm. And she is 13, you guys. She is just a baby. So if you are in that area, please uh, keep an eye out for her. Ask the kids that you know. You know, they're not sure if she's missing or, you know, if she's run away or being harbored or if she's been um, abducted. They really don't know at this point. All they know is that No one has seen her since Sunday, and she is 13 years old. Yep. So that is terrifying.
0: Yep. That is really scary. Her poor family, my God.
1: Oh, I cannot imagine. I cannot. No. Uh, Katie, do you want to tell us what's up in the Lindsay Clancy case? Oh, dear God, Lindsay
0: Clancy. You guys remember Lindsay Clancy? This is the mom who last year strangled all three of her little children to death. And then cut her own wrists and throat and threw herself out of a window to try to kill herself. Yes. And she was the one that was uh, supposedly suffering from serious postpartum depression. She was. I don't want to say supposedly. Uh, she was suffering from terrible postpartum depression. She's still in the hospital, in fact. She, but she's, she's finally really, wow. being arraigned. And some of the, the unsealed warrants are really concerning she was researching long before she killed the kids ways to kill
1: mm.
0: she researched how long it would take for her husband to go on the errand she sent him on she had sent him to pick up food from a restaurant uh it was a long ways away there was lots of other restaurants she could have ordered food from but this she, it was
1: super sketchy that she yeah. sent him so
0: far away And he had to stop at a CVS and get some medication for one of the kids. And so there was a lot uh, that she'd lined out for him to do. She wasn't supposed to be home alone with the kids, but she, uh, because of the postpartum depression, because she was, uh, had been suicidal, because she was on a myriad of uh, psychological medications. Way too many. Oh, yeah. And so... Anyway, she was not supposed to be home alone with the kids, but she just orchestrated this, hey, I've got this, you just go get food thing. So her husband did and came home to two of his children were dead. The baby was uh, not, uh, had not died, but did die a few days later in the hospital. And then, of course, she seriously injured herself, throwing herself out the window. And so she's going to be arraigned... It has a hearing tomorrow. That is actually going to have to happen from the hospital.
1: Wow.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, but yes, it's. Uh, that's why her charges are first degree murder because she was researching how to kill. She strangled the babies with um, workout bands, at the exercise band things. Yeah, her poor husband. My God, it's so awful, and he has. kind of defended her a little bit just kind of been like listen this isn't really who she was you know and I mean for good reason there's you know she was going through major mental health uh, a major mental health crisis it's just awful so at any rate that's that's what's going on in that case we're going to start hearing a lot more about it now it'll start picking up
1: yeah no kidding I'm not aware of any Updates this week in Corey Richens. We did do an update in Corey Richens last week, I think, or the week before. I think so, yeah. About her letter that she wrote to her mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that it was for so her book? For that, it was just for her book. It wasn't real.
0: <laughs> Jeepers, <laughs> guys. Oh, what Amber's trying to go for? to her next
1: hearing. Ooh, Amber, be our eyes on the ground, would you? Oh, do, Let dude, us know yeah. what your experience is going to her hearing. I'm very curious about that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, um, in some good news, uh, there was a f- a man arrested. he's identifies himself as a former incel. I don't know what that means. but he was planning mass murder. His name is Michael Lee, and he was snapchatting. This is in Arizona. He was planning a, universe, a shooting at University of Arizona, and he was Snapchatting to a bunch of people in like a Snap group all of his plans to commit mass murder. Why do people think Snapchat isn't oh isn't going to get you in trouble? I never understand this. So he is now facing charges related to interstate threats through Snapchat on an Snapchat on an iPhone in Pima County, Arizona. Mm-hmm. So apparently. Um, in the messages, uh, somebody asked him how he would do it. He said, with an AR 15, it's Arizona. You can just buy one True. Um, somebody asked in the group, they were kind of goading him. Like you could tell there were people in the group that were like trying to get him to say some stuff because they could see that this needed to be reported. Uh Um, another one said, when was he going to make the purchase? He said, I'm not sure. Probably right before. So my mom doesn't find it. Somebody else asked, you know, when are you going to do it? He said, I I haven't decided yet. And then this is what he said, because, of course, they always have some dumbass screed. The day of retribution is upon us. I shall get revenge on all the Chads and Stacys. Uh, Which we know are incel words. Um, He also said the 10th anniversary of the day of retribution is May 23rd, 2024, by the way. But isn't the U of A gonna be out of session by then? So this is another throwback to Elliot Roger. He is not the only one we've seen. Throwback to Elliot Roger. Um he did he went on a shooting, stabbing, and vehicle ramming spree at the University of California, Santa Barbara. This oh. was in 2014. He killed six people and injured 14 others. He's Aww. a real like folk hero for these loons because I've yeah. there are others that talk about Elliot Roger, including um, uh, Brian Koberger, uh-huh. uh, scary. Yeah. So there were people, because, um, you know, when you send a message, you you get a notification of someone is taking screenshots of your posts, right? Yeah. So he's getting notifications of someone screenshotting his posts. And so he responded with, fuck you, Stacey's." I was going to give you a warning, but now I'm not. Mm-hmm uh my alleged crimes i'm going to commit a much worse crime you'll hear about it on the news
0: oh, it's just, my oh God.
1: i'm not normal i never have been then he blames having autism and mental illness which makes me really angry because that does not make you a mass shooter
0: no and then says i
1: have no place in this world i'm going to do it guys my mind is made up and there's nothing you can do or say to stop me uh so um some some wonderful people turn that information right over to the fbi um his uh his license plate has been seen at university of arizona on a license plate reader
0: oh my god
1: he he has admitted to making the snapchat threats but that he was just venting to his friends oh sure about committing mass murder sure yes that's that's venting No. no 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 yeah Um, he said, he told the police that he is a former member of the incel community. Uh, seems like a current member to me. (laughs) He had decided that he was not going to purchase a gun two months ago. Well, thank God, but it sounds like he was still planning to.
0: Well, our chatters are thinking that maybe that means he actually did get laid. So maybe he's a former incel because, uh, you know.
1: I don't somebody, know, but I mean. But he popped his he little was, incel
0: cherry. We do know. He screeding out to the
1: Chads and the Stacys, so sounds like uh, current and active with dues paid to me. Um, but thank God somebody saw something and said something, and so he has been arrested. And, you know, hopefully the police will be able to
0: keep the world safe
1: from this moron. hmm
0: Yeah, the news coming out of Maine is terrifying. Lots of different numbers being bandied around. I'm going to show you a couple of pictures of the shooter. This guy right here. White guy with an AR. Mm -hmm.
1: That looks so not surprising. There's
0: still a huge manhunt going on. Um, As of three minutes ago, it was reported that there are 22 people dead and 60 injured.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Yeah, it's major
1: holy shit! well we'll definitely be following that uh-huh. and speaking of foiled shootings katie you have a well very unusual story for us
0: yes i do jack hopkins on twitter reported this um this gentleman right here uh gentlemen take that
1: loosely yeah, I
0: yeah. uh this It is very unique. This was an arrest that happened yesterday. We don't have his name yet. We will at some point. This was an Amish man (coughs) who purchased a handgun and 50 rounds of ammunition and had a plan to enter a small Amish schoolhouse and murder 11 Amish children. Oh, my God. mm Mm-hmm. We still don't know exactly how he was caught, or how they knew, you know, what he was planning, but he was mm-hmm. caught before, uh before the bullets started flying and saved those children's lives and who knows who else. But uh, even in the Amish community, why? That is
1: so wild why? to me. Yeah, like that. This bug, this virus that is spreading to commit mass murder and mass murder of children particularly has now Mm -hmm. spread into the Amish
0: community. Yeah.
1: I mean, I'm not saying that the Amish don't commit violent crimes because they do. But this is not something that you would even expect.
0: No, no, you wouldn't. No, I I just don't even know what to say. That, thank God, Mm -hmm. thank God, somebody obviously... saw something said something because uh this absolutely could have happened yeah
1: yeah you know i as much as you know as we're currently you know seeing the information roll in on a mass shooting um we have seen um a lot of stories recently we've covered several of them of Mm -hmm. mass shootings being foiled by people who saw somebody talking about this or heard them or you know saw it on social media or whatever and took it seriously mm-hmm. and i i feel like that's one of the best things the citizens that we can do mm-hmm. is take stuff like this seriously turn it over to law enforcement immediately it, it doesn't matter if you're wrong you know because what if you're right and you just save the lives of whoever this person yep. is going to attack you know it's so important that we all speak up and that we all recognize that when people make threats like this it's not venting no it's threats because people who threaten things like this and vent about them often also do them as we know from past it from past history so it 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 is at least somewhat gratifying to me that we're seeing some positive movement forward that hey people are taking it more seriously because there have been so many red flags with shooters in the past that people ignored Mm -hmm. and we're seeing less of that now, which is good, but we just, we have to keep doing it.
0: Yep. Yep. We have to remain diligent for sure. Oh, Oh, I will say in this last week, uh, both Trizel and Jacqueline West were both, uh, transported from jail and officially checked into their respective prisons. So yay we'll take that one lifetime you deserve assholes yeah
1: um i agree john um you know that we need to ban these semi-automatic weapons we just cannot allow for somebody to have a gun that can shoot 60 people in the span of a few seconds i mean it's terrifying
0: Mm -hmm. yep true jessica said amish have all the same crimes they just cover up and they don't call the police right yeah they law themselves with the bishops yeah
1: mm-hmm. they do yeah yeah they do i i don't know if you guys follow any of them but there are some really great ex-amish tiktokers that talk all about what it's like to grow up amish and what amish culture is really like and um also they help people get out who want to get out because it's tough to get out of the Amish. They yeah. come out with nothing. Like the really traditional ones, they come out, they don't even have a social security number or a birth certificate. Yep. Can you imagine being an adult without either of those things? You can't possibly support yourself. Yep. So there's some good work being done uh, to assist people in getting out of stuff like that. hmm Right. Agreed, Amy. Now get them to tell us where the boys' bodies are. Right. I don't think they're going to, honestly. I mean, no. they... They had opportunities while they were a standing trial to make plea deals by turning over that information, and they did not do it. I don't think that we'll ever find the West Boys.
0: No, they're not going to because they're going to appeal now. They're going to start yeah. tying the courts up with appeals and not say a damn word. Very sad.
1: Yeah. It, it is. It's horrifying that, that yeah. you would sit on that kind of information. just makes me sick. Mm-hmm. Well, that is everything we have for you tonight, which is planned. We'll certainly keep an eye on the shooting in Maine. Um, Lots of other things that are going on. Mm -hmm. Coburger's hearing tomorrow. There's lots of stuff coming up that we will be keeping you up to date on, as we always do. We're going to put out a couple of new Patreon episodes this weekend. Uh, So if you haven't joined our Patreon, check that out. Go to Patreon.com and just search True Crime Squad. You'll find us right there. And we have tons of, um, extra content there. You can join for a small fee and it helps support us and continue to do what we're doing and you get extra content from us. So for sure. It's, it's going to be, uh, I'll tell you, my episode is going to be on, um, excuse me. Um, satanic crime. Um, does it exist? Does it not exist? Have those ca- have those things really happened or not? Because, you know, that is one of those things that is kind of very controversial, that there's a lot of satanic stuff blamed when um, violent crimes are committed. But are there any that we can actually prove were some kind of a satanic group that commit them? So that's what I'm going to be covering. I figured that would be great for a uh, okay. in October.
0: Absolutely. We do have the
1: psychic hour tomorrow night. Uh-huh. Yep. We will we're, be finally yes. we're finally back. We're finally back.
0: Football football is over. So we can be back. Well, it's not over, but their, right. That's their regular season is over. These boys won districts, and they're going to state as number one in the state. So yeah. their first state game is this week, but it's Friday night. So,
1: yep, yeah. And yes, I saw that too, Jonna, that Aruba is not ruling out charging uh, Joran Vandersloot for Natalie Holloway's death. I'm just not sure how they can because of their statute of limitations, but they say they have not ruled it out. So maybe.
0: Fingers crossed.
1: Yeah. Yeah. right. That would be great. I would love to Mm -hmm. see him actually get charged with her murder. For sure. All right. You guys know it. We are the true crime squad. Uh, You know, don't forget to like, subscribe, share, comment, give, leave us a review wherever you can. And if you want to tip us, help us out with all of the energy and work that we put into this, Uh, It is always appreciated. And you can do that at truecrimesquad.com. There's a couple of different ways to tip us there. And you know what? We love you. We appreciate you. And we are the True Crime Squad. Have a good night. Take care. (laughs)